Hello and welcome to the What Manners Most podcast. I am Thomas Farley, Mr. Manners, and I'm joined by my producer, Martin Burgess. Hi again. Glad to be back. Martin, we had such a terrific response to our episode last week where we took listener questions that we thought we've got to do it again. So keep the questions coming, folks. I assure you we'll be back with some great guest programming in the weeks to come. But in the meantime, we did not want to let any of you down and fail to let some of these terrific questions go unanswered. Before we get to those questions, though, Martin, I want to chat a little bit about, so I was on Inside Edition tonight. Mm -hmm. And they did a little segment about something that happened in Albuquerque where a Domino's pizza delivery person arrived at a home, made the drop off, was paid, and he realized that there was no gratuity. And so he kind of sarcastically, kind of sort of under his breath said, thanks for the tip. And the young teenager who had answered the door just kind of shrugged it off which really further antagonized the delivery person who wound up in a very calm voice, but obviously a very frustrated voice, used some language that I would not necessarily approve of. However, I understood his frustration. He was just fired by his boss. Oh no. For speaking out this way against a customer. And the whole episode, of course, is so much our world these days in 2020 if it's not on video, it didn't happen, right? Forget if a tree falls in the forest. If it's not captured on video doorbell, apparently it didn't happen. So this thing was captured on a video doorbell, went viral, went on TMZ, and thus this coverage. And I've got to say, and this was my position in the segment that I did, we'll post a link to it in the show notes for today's episode. I was really frustrated for this poor young man who was out there in the midst of a pandemic rushing to get people their hot pizzas. Very often these delivery drivers, they're required to pay their own automobile expenses, which means the gas expenses, their car upkeep expenses, to make sure that people who are ordering their pizzas who are sheltering in place, whether because they are enjoying sheltering in place or because they have no other choice but to shelter in place, that they, from the, the six foot that they have to walk from their sofa to the front door and then back to the sofa again to enjoy their pizza, can't find it in their heart to not only tip, but to tip extra generously at this time. Now, apparently there was some confusion, misunderstanding over what was a delivery charge and what was a gratuity for the driver. And I think that's incumbent on the restaurants and on both the delivery people and the patrons to get a sense of that. But I really want to say for anybody out there who is relying on delivery, whether it's pizza, whether it's Chinese food or whatever else your culinary preferences might be, to A, confirm with the restaurant, if there is an extra surcharge on your meal, is this a tip for the delivery person or is that not included? And pleading ignorance, I don't think is really the right way to go. What's particularly unfortunate about this whole incident is not only did this poor man lose his job because of some ill-chosen words, the franchise owner of this particular Domino's has now given this family $500 worth of gift cards to use for future purchases at that Domino's. And all I can say about that is, I hope that some of that money that they're saving goes into the pockets of the next delivery people who are bringing them their pizzas if they continue to order from this particular Domino's. Because if that just goes into their pocket with no giving back to these delivery folks, 
I think that would be just about the most selfish possible net result of this whole episode I can be envision. What what do you think? Am I overly defending this delivery person? No, definitely not. This is the worst time to be delivering anything because every time you knock on someone's door, there's that risk that you might catch the infection because you don't know who's inside that place. And before the coronavirus, that was always the deal. You tip whoever's delivering your food. Yes. I think it was a bad move on Domino's for rewarding the family with gift cards because it's probably going to trigger some copycat effects. Yes. Oh, and and the final PS to this story, which uh, Martin, I don't know that I mentioned to you before we started our conversation off air, the father who's pleading his family's own ignorance about why they didn't tip and his teenagers didn't know. The father later also said, oh, and PS, my daughter got cheese bread instead of a sandwich. So oh, no. not only are they obviously thinking that this is something that the whole world needs to see their ring doorbell footage of what happened at the door, which I, f- I think frankly makes them look far worse than the delivery person, but it's showing their own sour grapes over the food that's coming to their door not being the exact order, which frankly, that's not necessarily the fault of the delivery person. That's on the person who prepared the order and handed off to the delivery person. So I don't have a very good feeling about these people right now, this this pizza-eating family. I don't think they're the nicest family in Albuquerque. No, just nasty in general, because I know definitely here in New York, I feel like everybody who's getting delivery is really trying to overtip, especially now because these people are putting themselves at risk. I've been advising, and of course, we're living in financially challenging times. There are people who have lost jobs. There are people who are furloughed. I completely get that. And I don't want to see anyone feel like they have to go bankrupt simply because they want to tip the delivery employees above what a level that they normally would. With that being said, I think if you have the means, if you're still working, if you're still earning a paycheck, I say tip double what you normally would. If you're normally tipping $4, tip eight. If you're normally tipping eight, Tip 16, 10, 20, double it. You know what? Those delivery workers can really use it because a lot of these employees are being stiffed. And I think the Domino's driver had every right to get angry and probably not the first time it happened and just had an outburst in that moment. I feel exactly the same way. And I like to think I would have had the self-restraint not to use those choice words. Who knows? That was maybe the 10th delivery he'd made that day where he didn't get a single penny as a tip. So I, I don't blame him for feeling the way he did. People just need to express gratitude for not having to leave their house. Exactly. And you know what? If we don't support these delivery folks at this time when they really need it, what is going to happen as things slowly start to reopen and and restaurants start realizing that with reduced numbers inside the restaurants that they can't continue to operate a physical establishment where patrons are actually sitting indoors. So All I can say, folks, is if you enjoy, whether it's delivery, whether it's dining out, if you're marking off the days on your calendar to when you don't have to worry about thinking about coronavirus anymore and you can go out and enjoy a good meal at a good favorite restaurant, now is the time to be as generous as you possibly can and as considerate and as thoughtful as we possibly can so that we can welcome the restaurant industry and those employees back just as robustly as they want to welcome all of us back as patrons. Yes, good etiquette. So without further ado, why don't we take some questions? I know people who are definitely dealing with this problem, myself included, but it's not as bad as this. So my upstairs neighbors have an energetic two-year-old who spends his day knocking things over. With both of his parents working from home and daycare closed, I know they have their hands full. But I'm working from home too, and frankly, 
I cannot concentrate with all of the upturned toy boxes, bookshelves, and tricycles pounding on my ceiling like a hailstorm of heavy objects. Is there a way of addressing this matter that won't offend his parents? When it comes to noise issues, and this is a unique problem for urban dwellers, whether you're in New York, Chicago, Miami, LA, if you're in a multifamily dwelling, noise issues are the number one etiquette question I continually get, whether it's Corona time or not. Given that we're now, many of us, most of us, sheltering in place, we've got to be particularly attentive to noise. And that means things as simple as if you're somebody who normally, during normal times, vacuums during the day, either because you're retired or because you are the one person in your building who's working from home while everybody else is away at the offices, not to return until five or six o'clock that evening. Now is the time to be really mindful of how the noise you're making could be interrupting somebody's work day. They might be on a conference call downstairs. They might be trying to take a nap. You don't know. So I am going to recommend that that downstairs neighbor, whether they know this upstairs neighbor or not, and you know, so often in, in big buildings, people say they don't even know their neighbors. They see them in the elevator. They don't know who they are. Knock on the door, put on a mask before you arrive, stand six foot away from that door and in as nice a voice and manner as possible, give them the benefit of the doubt and say, hi, uh, you know, we've not met before. I'm your downstairs neighbor. I know you're probably not even aware of this, but I'm working from home. Apparently you're working from home as well. I've noticed just a, a good bit of noise coming from upstairs. And it sounds like maybe, I don't know if you have a small child or somebody who's running around a bit during the day, um, if there'd be any way, and that's the language I suggest, if there would be any way for you to be a little bit more attentive to that, that would be a huge help to me. And I would so appreciate it. And in turn, I'd like to say, since obviously you're working from home also, if at any point you find that there's a lot of noise coming from my apartment, and although this is rare, usually you don't hear the noise coming from below you. It's always from above, but put it out there. If by any stretch you hear noise coming from my apartment that's disturbing you, or if your child is trying to nap and my music is too loud, please get in touch with me. And in fact, you may even want to, if you don't know this neighbor, you've never met before, say, if it's okay with you, I'd like to text you my phone number so you have it, so you can reach out to me that way if anything happens in the future. I support that approach versus the typical approach, which is cranking your own music so loud that you are blasting not just your neighbors out of their apartment, but your own self also, or breaking out. I don't know this, this satisfies a lot of the pent up anger that can happen in this situation, but breaking out a broom handle and pounding it on the ceiling and the spots where you think they are. I hear about that a lot. Those sorts of passive aggressive behaviors, I don't recommend because then you know what it becomes? A battle of the bands. Who can be noisier? And both parties start resenting one another more and more and more until it comes to the breaking point. So nip this in the bud with a pleasant, considerate, thoughtful conversation. Put it out there that you give them the benefit of the doubt they didn't even realize most likely and let them contact you should your noise ever be loud as well. And hopefully this should take care of it. Well, I have a question. Sure. Along these lines. So... Because we can't go out anymore and the gyms are closed, I've been working out at home more and I found a really good workout that I like, that I follow along to. However, there's a lot of jumping involved and the workout is only for 
15 minutes where the jumping is required. And so I worry about my neighbors downstairs. I try to do it at the same time every day in the evening. I do it around between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. But I have a rug and I have a workout mat to kind of absorb the sound. Should I say something to my neighbors downstairs or just continue doing what I'm doing? I am so glad you asked this aspect of this question, Martin, because I have a lot of thoughts on this. For starters, I think noise is always worse if you don't know when it's going to start and when it's going to end. So if you have in your mind, if you can prepare a fixed start time and a fixed end time for when the noise is going to stop, it's that feeling of powerlessness when you're down below a noise like that. You don't know why it's happening. You don't know what's causing it. And you don't know when it's going to stop. That's where the anger builds up. And it may be that, okay, you've chosen a time to make it predictable every time of day, but it could be that just coincidentally, your chosen time happens to be when those same downstairs neighbors have their Zoom call with their team. When it comes to jumping, that's not the ideal thing to be doing in a multifamily dwelling. I realize we're all more or less inside, but I would say if possible in New York, we can go outside. If there were a way of doing that workout outside or even, and I don't know your building, but if there were access to say a roof deck in your building, that would be my preferred option. If that's impossible, and this is the workout that's really resonating most with you, I would go downstairs, maybe you've never even met these neighbors, you don't know them well, and just have that face-to-face -face honest conversation with them and say, I suddenly realize, you know, shame on me, I suddenly realize I've been doing this daily workout, which I really love, and I didn't check in with you about it. Tell me, is it is it disturbing you? Is it particularly noisy? And they may come back and say, no, 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 we hear it a little bit, but it's fine. Or they may say, oh my gosh, we have to adjust our China every time because it's falling off shelves. You, what, you know, what are you doing up there? So I think between the two parties, you can work out something that shows that you're being considerate of their needs. They, I think, are going to so appreciate that you're consulting with them. And it may be that you time shift it. Who knows? Maybe they themselves go out for a run at three o'clock every afternoon to get some fresh air. And this is your perfect opportunity for you to do your, you know, I'm going to call them jumping jacks. I know you're not doing jumping jacks, but perfect opportunity for you to do your jumping jacks when they're not even there. So I think that would be my suggested solution. All right. I'm going to investigate this. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll report back. Yes. But I was going to ask, please, this, this is uh, only valuable if you promise to follow through and promise to let us know how it goes. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, time is flying. So we have time for one more question. Super. So this, and this is something that everybody is dealing with now too. Before the coronavirus, I had never heard of Zoom, but now I'm on it all the time. <laughs> We're on it right now. I have my daily Zoom call with three team members every morning. I thought I've just about seen everything on these calls from people in their pajamas to people eating messy meatball sandwiches. But I hit my limit last week when someone started clipping their fingernails during our call. Oh no. How can I ensure I never have to see or hear anything like this again? Oh, you know, the funny thing about this particular question is I used to get this question a lot where people would say, what can I do about people on the subway who are clipping their fingernails or their toenails? And I'd get that question and I think you are making this up. It did not seem possible that that was actually happening. And I thought for sure people were pulling my leg until one day there I was on the subway and somebody two passengers away from me was clipping their fingernails. So it does happen. And the fact that it's happening amongst not perfect strangers on a subway, but people who are coworkers on a Zoom call boggles my mind. Here's what needs to happen. 
Number one, whoever the host is of that call needs to immediately mute the microphone of that participant if it's visible. If somebody's clipping their nails, and I can't believe we're even talking about this, but if we if the person is visible clipping their nails, you want to mute the mic immediately. I would send a, as you can do on Zoom, I'd want to send a private chat message to that individual, not to the entire group, but just to that individual and say, it appears that you might be doing some personal grooming at this time. Can you please wait on that until our call is over? And if it's not apparent who the offender is, because you can't see on camera who's doing it, but you can certainly hear it, I would, again, as the host, I would do a little shout out and say, it appears there might be a little bit of background noise. Could whoever is the person grooming during our call right now, if they could wait until our call is over, I'm sure everyone on the call would appreciate it. And hopefully that shuts it down. But I want to just as a general reminder out there for anybody who is on a Zoom call, I don't care if it's a Zoom call with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your family, or certainly with your colleagues, if you would not do this when you are sitting with them face to face, if you would not do this sitting in a conference room at a meeting, you should not be doing it on Zoom. Remember, you've got a camera on you, not to mention the fact that many of these calls are being recorded. So do you really want that? talked about the dominoes thing going viral. Do you really want this going viral? My rule, no grooming while Zooming. Do you think maybe the manager or the host should set out some new guidelines since we're kind of in a, a new virtual office setting? Would it be inappropriate to set some rules? If this is a big problem or this is something that they're seeing quite a lot of, then yeah. I would like to think that amongst career professionals, this would not be something that anybody would think would be appropriate, but obviously it's happening in at least one workplace, the workplace of this particular questioner. I'd certainly want to follow up. So if I were that person's manager and it was clear who the offender was, I'm not going to call out that person directly. I'm not going to, it's not about shaming them, but after the fact, I would have a nice little heart to heart and suggest in the strongest yet nicest of terms that they not do that on any Zoom call ever again. But if you've got a team that is just a bunch of kindergartners where people are showing up in their pajamas and slurping and doing whatever they think is fine to do on a Zoom call, then I think, yes, Martin, I think some ground rules would be appropriate and would be for everyone's benefit. But let's hope that most people have a little bit more common sense. I think because people are at home and because people are, many of them at home in t-shirts and sweatpants, I think their professional guard has dropped in a lot of cases, and that's understandable, and not to mention the anxiety factor that we're all dealing with right now. And I know some people are loving working at home, others not so much. They've got kids who are screaming and running around and dogs that are barking and cats that are meowing. So it's certainly not the ideal scenario for many people to be productive in their workspaces. So I think we all have to be mindful of that. But keep a double close eye on your etiquette and manners and make sure that you're not doing anything that's going to make you look other than the professional you want to be known for. You would, you would, you would never Martin ever. You're only the, I think the, the worst I have ever seen. And it's, I shouldn't even say worst. The most I've ever seen you do is maybe sip a cup of tea <laughs> during one of our zoom calls, which I'm all in favor of. <laughs> yeah. So it's always a production when the camera's on. Exactly. Okay, Tom, that's all we have time for today. Again, these go by so quickly. There's, there's a lot to say, and we know there are a lot of questions out there. So keep those questions coming. You will either be hearing the questions addressed on the podcast, 
potentially in the column. You know, on the column, I'm I have a lack of space. In the podcast, I have a lack of time, but I do want to try and get to as many of your questions as possible. If we don't get to your question for whatever reason, send it in anyway, and you will get a, a personal response from me. And you can send all of those questions to us at info at whatmannersmost.com. And I think that does just about wrap it up for us this time. Martin, thank you so much for joining me once again. It's always a pleasure. I'm learning so much as always. Yeah, well, well, again, you, you're a wonderful person to have on this podcast because you, you live by so many of the messages that are consistent themes through all of my content. So it's a great match. I really appreciate you as my co-pilot on this. Oh, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And please do tune in next time to the show where we are on a journey to distill, explore, and discover what matters most. Matters most.